Welcome to Forget the Box, the ultimate web series podcast. I'm your host slash sterile community director, Brie Castellini, and today we're talking pre-production. I got to chat with the minds behind Shipwreck Comedy, Sinead Prasad, Mary-Kate Wiles, Sean Prasad, and Sarah Grace Hart. We talked about location scouting, location scouting again because the first location scout unfortunately fell through, going back to the first location scout, how to make a budget, really how not to make a budget, and all the behind-the-scenes secrets you've been waiting for for Pro Party and the Gilded Lily. So, hello and welcome to Forget the Box, Shipwrecked. Woo! Hi! Thanks. Here we are. Can you guys all just really quickly say your names and what you do at Shipwrecked? Yeah, go Sinead. I'm Sinead. I write and act and produce. I'm Sean. I also write and act and produce. I'm Mary-Kate and I don't write, but I act and produce. (laughs) And I'm Sarah. I also don't write, but I act and produce. And we all do wardrobe sometimes. <laughs> so can you guys talk about how you got involved with Shipwrecked, how this started, and uh, what kind of stuff you guys have worked on, how people might have heard of you? Sure. Do you want to start at the beginning? The very beginning. When I wrote a sketch about Edgar Allan Poe buying Girl Scout cookies and decided <laughs> to make it. And I really wanted Sean to play Edgar Allan Poe because, you know, just really seemed like a typecast to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we did exactly that. Alike. Yeah. <laughs> so we made that, and then we decided to turn it into like a longer vlog called a Telltale Vlog that ended up getting some traction, and people seemed mm-hmm. to like it. And then we made Kissing in the Rain and got Mary Kate on board and Sarah with Wardrobe. Yeah. And then after Kissing in the Rain, we didn't do anything for a while. We kind of regrouped as the four of us mm-hmm. and made Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party, which mm-hmm. was our giant project mm-hmm. that we did together. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That was in, what, 2016 now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, I'm pretty proud of us because we kickstarted and shot and released that, uh, essentially a feature film in the span of... 10 months? Wow. That's the most incredible thing I've ever done in my career (laughs) in terms of like timeline. Uh, It's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm pretty proud of us for that. And then last year we also kickstarted again um, our film noir short film slash pilot, The Case of the Gilded (laughs) Lily. And um, that was our last big thing that we did. Released that in December. We've done other sketches and Mm -hmm. short series in between. But those were our big things. And yeah, yeah, we work we work well as a little foursome. We do. Yeah. yeah. And we'll definitely be talking about that and how you guys sort of balance that amongst yourselves. We tend to get a lot of questions about how do I work with people, especially if they're my friends. But we'll get to that. But uh, I know that Shipwrecked isn't necessarily all of your guys' first foray into web series, though. Can you guys talk about that and how you how you came into web series? Probably a Mary Kate question. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in some other web series before Shipwrecked stuff. Namely, the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which, yep. if you know web series, you probably have heard of. I don't know. I keep assuming that recently, and then I'm like, maybe everybody doesn't know it. I should stop doing that. But uh, that wasn't actually the first web series I ever shot. The first web series I ever shot that really, like, turned into something was Squaresville. And um, those ended up kind of coming out at the same time, and that's sort of how I got to know people in this community. 
and then obviously like Lizzie Bennett's success was pretty palpable so that led to other shows like Kissing in the Rain I don't think I would have been in that if Lizzie Bennett hadn't happened and also like School of Thrones and Muzzle the Musical Were any of you other guys uh, involved in web series before Shipwreck stuff? No No. We made our our terrible (laughs) ill-fated never-to-be-seen show in order to get into SAG but other never, than that, we're never going to talk about that. I still have all the footage. Yeah. No. Sarah and I, I made a really terrible... We decided we needed to get into SAG, which is the actor's union. Yeah. And in order to do so, we had to make a web series. So Sarah and I made a TV show about two girls who had a talk show giving really terrible advice. Yeah. Which just seems like an okay idea, but when we made it, we were just like, didn't know what we, we, had we were no doing. Idea what we were so, doing. Yeah. But, we, but we got Taft-Hart laid into we SAG, sure so it was worth it. And Sean was in an episode. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, no. Otherwise, no. What about other indie projects? Did you guys, were you guys like making content actively? I mean, I had just moved here from NYU. So I was making films at NYU because I was in the film program. Did all of you guys go to film school or some version of that? I think just me. Yeah. I went to, I studied theater, but. Wow. Okay. So then let's get into that because I think that a lot of, especially web series creators tend to not be from that traditional background. Most web series people I meet are not film school people. They're writers, they're actors, they're people looking to to get their voice out. And pre-production is, I think, where a lot of projects die (laughs) because that's when they realize, oh, wow, there's so much work to do. It's the worst desert of sadness. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I I understand why that happens. (laughs) Yeah. We just always forget how terrible it is for some reason because by the end you're like, yay, we did it. This is great. Let's do it again. And then you're like, why? No. Why did we want to do this? This is terrible. Yeah. It's like giving birth where you you forget labor when you have your baby, but then you do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I feel like having gone to film school, I am, I'm like the pessimist of the group, actually. (laughs) I um, That's true. And I know how much money and time has to go into things. And I'm just like, you guys, it's not going to work. We're never going to be able to do it. It's just not going to work. We just can't. We just can't do it. And then everybody else is like, no, No, we can can do it. You just have to talk to people and ask them to do things. No, I can't. It's over. Cool. So for you guys, when you're you're working on something, when do you consider pre-production to have begun? What has to happen before you're like, we are in pre-production versus like we are in development? I guess it's hiring a person who's not in our group. To do yeah. something else. The last or having, two, like when we launched the Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel having like, money, yeah. Having money to it's do a, stuff it's with. It's a slow process. Because, like, during the Poe Party Kickstarter, I feel like we were already acquiring costume pieces. We were. Sure. Like, yeah. Figuring out a location. Even we before didn't, we had the money. <laughs> I don't think we put yeah, that Yeah, because we cast, at least yeah. so far, we've cast, you know, before the Kickstarters. So That's that technically definitely. is a part yeah. of pre-production is casting. Yeah. We definitely don't do it the traditional way. I don't even yeah. know if there is a traditional, like, pre-production <laughs> anymore, but... Well, currently now, since we've Kickstarted twice, we are trying to focus more on developing a bunch of ideas and getting someone to buy them and so we're in a more traditional situation of like we'll do this amount of work until this project like actually gets a go and then we'll start pre-production but yeah in the past it's all been a lot more muddled and I think obviously when you're doing stuff independently 
like we have been, and I would imagine a lot of listeners are, then it is sort of a lot more nebulous. No, that makes sense. So with that in mind, uh, we actually have some some user submitted questions from our filmmaker forum. Uh, so Amanda asks, how do you guys split pre-production amongst yourselves? Especially since you guys mentioned that you, you tend to overlap quite a bit in, in the things that you do for your projects. So how do you guys delegate? How do you split it up? Well... Hmm. We have a lot of meetings. A lot of meetings. We write a lot of emails of to-do lists. <laughs> mm-hmm. We keep uh, Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets open so we can access them at all times. We have an idea of who's doing what and what we have to do. And but who is doing what? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a good question. It, I guess it depends like what stage it is because if Sean and Sinead are like, obviously working on the story, yeah. but we know we need like X, Y, and Z locations or X, Y, Z costumes, and Mary-Kate and I can be like, okay... Yeah, we some, can email those people or look for those type of things. Yeah, they were still, through. for Gilded Lily, like writing the script, but we already kind of knew what we needed. And yeah. so while they were writing, also we had a really truncated timeline for that. As opposed to Poe Party, where they leisurely wrote this super long script, <laughs> and then we had all this time to be like, cool, we have the script, now we're going to do all this stuff. And that was very sure. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean and Sinead write, and then... I don't know. All of us girls do wardrobe, and we are very... We're just like... We like doing that. It's fun, so we're like, okay, when do we have a free couple hours to go to Burbank and go thrift shopping? And then we just do it, and then we write down all the pieces we have and still need, and... And then we start getting our director, Joe, involved once the script is, like, in a place where, you know, we can start working on it, and he takes a lot of responsibility in, like, starting to plan out, obviously, stuff and shots and get some of his crew members in place that he likes to work with Mm -hmm. so that stuff is not really stuff that we do and then we have worked with um a couple producers on gilded lily and Mm -hmm. poe party Mm -hmm. who are not the four of you Mm -hmm. not the four of us yeah they're like we would say we are the creative producers and then we hire line producers who do the number stuff yeah (laughs) that we can't do number stuff and hiring of people that we don't really know like grips or sound yeah we're so lucky that we have them because they're actual producers. <laughs> we just are like, this would be fun. Yeah, we want to make this thing. <laughs> Has that been the case since the, the original Edgar Allan Poe series? Did you guys have line producers on that? That was very much like one day haphazardly thrown yeah. together. It's like a $500 Sean had budget. a mustache that I got for like a dollar at a thrift store. And yeah, we just threw that together. They started working with us on Poe Party and mm-hmm. worked with us on Gilded Lily as well. Got it, got it. So given that Poe Party, obviously, like you mentioned, is essentially a feature-length film cut into a couple of episodes, was there a big difference in the way that you guys did pre-production for that versus Gilded Lily? No. No? We didn't look at Poe Party as a feature film originally. We were still thinking of it as a series. But then when we edited it, we were like, oh, this plays really well as a film. Also, it's the same length as a film. But in terms of the length of the projects, how did pre-production differ there? What were you going to say? I I was going to say pre-production was a lot harder for Gilded Lily, even though it was shorter. Really? Um, Poe Party was all in one location. Yeah. And that was... A dream. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. (laughs) Locations will eat your soul so gilded lily we had to like scout different locations and we had to deal with how expensive they all were nine Uh days leading up to it we weren't still 100 percent certain that we had all our locations and it was so stressful a nightmare that was the first time that we were dealing with like a bidding war almost because there were so many other shoots that wanted that location and we tv shows yeah Yeah. we didn't have the budget that like (laughs) yeah a real Mm -hmm. tv show had so we were 
yeah, American crime story was filming there like the day before and it was like if they wanted another day we were out. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Though locations were more of a nightmare on Gilded Lily, we ended up finding this place, the American Legion, where we shot nearly everything. So we were there for three days and then one other day at the YouTube space. So we didn't actually have a ton of locations and I would say that if <laughs> you can find a place where you can make work for multiple locations in your Mm -hmm. script it is so much easier yeah because every time you have to do a company move or you have I mean it's just it adds Mm -hmm. up so quickly also Poe Party was just like kind of a a dream because we had a cast of 18 Mm -hmm. and there were like maybe two conflicts that were worked out. Yeah, it was, it was like that's never gonna happen again. Whereas <laughs> Gilbert Lily, we had one of our characters had to drop out yeah. like two weeks before. Yeah. So you know, you just never know what's gonna happen. But I feel like now we're better equipped of handling when things do. Yeah, you just assume something big is going to happen, <laughs> but it will all still happen. Yes. So do you guys have like plan B's and C's for for locations and stuff? <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> We tried. We looked at a bunch of other places and we just kept yeah. coming back to the American Legion because nothing else yeah. was as good or made as much sense for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we definitely explored other options, none of which we were very happy with. So <laughs> We did end up having to do a day of shooting at the YouTube space in L.A. where our set designers built an office. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, paint, we office, paint. We yeah. were painting it the night before um, we shot our first. Yeah, we got there for loaded, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we need to paint these walls." Mm-hmm. So we put on some ponchos, and we all painted yep. Ford Phillips' office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought to yourselves while you're in in the middle of you know location scouting, like, what if we just shot this in our apartment? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's the problem with uh, making period stuff. That's not really an yeah. option. <laughs> yeah. That's so. kind of our, our thing is that we don't do that. Yeah. Right. We're like, we're going to make something that looks yeah. like High production a value. cinematic <laughs> thing. There's, and unfortunately, that just can't be. There's apartment. a lot of web series that, that take place in people's apartments. So to like help set ourselves apart from that, sure. we like to, uh, to not do that. I think locations are, in a lot of ways, ours or one's biggest asset. If you can get beautiful locations, mm-hmm. and I think that has helped in terms of yeah. us being able to put out stuff that looks really good yeah. um, of course added by like a wonderful DP and lighting team and all mm-hmm. of these things but on the flip side of that it also makes for much bigger headaches <laughs> although if you high. are going to do something in your apartment you should do what like Ashley Clements did and yeah. build oh, yeah. an amazing set in yeah. your apartment yeah totally first it's Sona yeah. Series, yeah. Sona. Given that you guys work with a lot of different kinds of locations, do you guys have any like location scouting hacks or location negotiation hacks that you've sort of worked out as you've gone through your process? Be nice to the reps that yeah. are your location yeah. reps. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's usually, if you are going to, if you have, if you're going to a location, they'll have someone mm-hmm. that's like the site rep. Yeah. Be nice to them. You can <laughs> catch our site rep, Carl, in yeah. the Gilded Lily yeah. as yeah. a bartender. He was so happy to have a yeah. little part. Yeah. 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 He was great. He was great. Yeah. I think just being really honest about who you are and what you're doing and your budget yeah. is really good sure. because there is so many people out there with way more money than you have. And so if you can sort of appeal to their... Mm-hmm independent spirit I guess that's so true yeah we were like because for Gilded Lily it was like we're a bunch of we made this thing we want to make this thing celebrating like old Hollywood and that's kind of what the Legion is all about they're just very like yeah an old timey place celebrating old timey things that's what we want to do so I think they liked us there yeah 
Yeah. Also, just like how many working bathrooms are there, and like right. where's the <laughs> generator yeah. gonna go? All these things that the DP is gonna want to know, and your crew who don't want to wait in line for bathrooms during their hour-long lunch break. That's true. Have you guys ever gotten a location for free? No. No. Well, no. a Telltale Logs um, house yeah. was free. And I guess the YouTube kissing, space. Kissing the Rain, too. Okay. But, uh, so a lot of the Kissing in the Rain stuff was outdoors, right? Do you guys have any tips for that, for shooting outdoors? That tends to be fraught, especially the bathroom situation that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were at a house. Yeah, it that, was a house. And that crew was a lot smaller. Yeah, So we just kind of made do with... Definitely sound is important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even for, like, Poe Party when we had that, mm-hmm. the small things that we had outside, mm-hmm. you do have to, because we were really close to a highway. I would mm-hmm. say, I think something that we can all agree on is sound is so important. Yes. Yeah. If you have to spend money on something, spend yeah. it on sound. Yeah, yeah totally. Also, sure. don't do mm-hmm. stuff in the rain, because your co-star <laughs> will get sick and get pneumonia on the second day, and it'll be terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, that's awful. So, so do you take your sound person to location scouts? We do a first scout just ourselves and like maybe our producer, uh, Ryan, in the case that he's the one you have a connection to at the American Legion. And then once we decide on a place, we have a tech scout with the director, the uh, DP, the sound person, the art department. The department heads who are usually the only people in their department. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I feel like at times we've done a couple of those. We've like gone back a couple times before we're actually there on the day, just so everybody can get a feel of the space and what's going on and what's going to be happening. Cool. So in that first one, then what are you guys looking for when like, it's just the four of you and maybe your producer, when you go into a location, what are, what are the things that you're trying to like check off in your mind? We're just looking to see if we like the way it looks and it's pretty and then go back with our director. He actually can be like, okay, like this would work for this or, or like we do think about all that, but we're thinking on a much like Aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, aesthetic level, less technical. Right. And when we bring the other people who are actually like thinking about how things will come to life on screen, they're sort of going, okay, yes, this would work for mm-hmm. this and this would work for this. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, well, I know you guys liked this for this place, but there's mm-hmm. no way we can do that. So what if we did it over here? So. Joe will bring his little like looking glass <laughs> uh-huh. directory yeah. monocle and yeah. look at places like you would think a director might, like yeah. making the little box with his hands. And- <laughs> Just, like, make sure that there's a plate. Like, when we went to Poe Party House, it was going through all the rooms and being like, this scene can take place here. Right. Yeah. This scene can take place here. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it's coming together. Yeah. I can totally see it happening. Uh, okay, so let's take a step back then and talk about budget, because obviously that's a, a major part of pre-production. And I know you guys mentioned that you have line producers who kind of take care of the major number stuff. But when you're first sitting down to, let's say, start to plan your Kickstarter, what's your process for figuring out, like, this is how much money we think this is going to cost? Well, we usually do a really bad job of that. Yeah, we're not good at this. <laughs> we always underestimate. We underestimate way too far. Yeah. For both Kickstarters, we ended up making like $20,000 over our goal, and thank God, because yeah. what we ended up with was not even enough. We just did a bad job just guesstimating. scraping on by. Everything costs more than you think it's going to. Yeah, yeah. it really What does. have been the things that have surprised you that it were like way more expensive than you thought they would be? Location. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, like, like hiring good crew people. Yeah, yeah. people cost money. Coming, They're at a certain point, people aren't going to work for nothing. Coming from an acting perspective, that was a big surprise. Yes. Yeah. Actors on small projects get paid a lot less than crew. Yeah. So I did not realize and, and how much crew happy. got paid. And they're happy to be They're working. totally yeah. happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they're yeah. just happy to be there. And it's, I mean, fair. Crew are 
carrying heavy things, sure. doing like crazy technical, technical jobs. Yeah. But it, it is a very strange disconnect. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because we were like, okay, here's the crew we need. And our producers are like, no, you need extra grips. You yeah. need a best boy. Yeah. You need PAs. You right. need, yeah. And we're like, what? Yeah, Why? we kind of, not, <laughs> we kind of fought about, not fought, but like would go back and forth, especially for Gilded Lily, where they're like, you need a second AD. Like, and we're like, no, we don't. Film. We're fine. Yeah. Like, we don't need that. But then like, again, we're coming from a much different place. I mean, for Poe Party and Gilded Lily, we had big crews in terms of, like, what you might think of, like, a web series. Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, a feature film, they're small crews. But, like, compared to what we were doing on, like, Kissing in the Rain or something Mm -hmm. or, like, shooting something in your apartment with, like, a few people, that's way smaller than what we were doing on on those projects. So when that kind of stuff happens, what gets cut from the budget first? Our money. Our (laughs) cut. Also days of shooting yeah. originally on Poe Party I think we wanted like 14 days yeah and that got whittled down to 12 which got whittled <laughs> down to 11 and then we were like in that order to save four thousand yeah. dollars we need to cut another day yeah, yeah. and it was kind of heartbreaking at the time because I was like I don't know what we're gonna do we're yeah. we're gonna have to cut scenes Just we cut an entire location from the Poe Party script that yeah. I was really upset about two days before mm-hmm. yeah. supposed to build a huge greenhouse and have a scene in a greenhouse that got cut. Yeah. So yeah, I saved, think, a, um, saved a lot of money. Having, especially if you are doing something that's like a fairly big shoot for a fairly small team, having a great AD mm-hmm. is so invaluable because they're the ones scheduling the whole shoot. And that's the only reason Pole Party worked because our AD, Wes, he figured it out. He I made it work. He did it. Yeah, it was like a huge <laughs> puzzle and... We're so lucky that that he did that. Mm Yeah, no, definitely. So back to rewriting really quickly, actually. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of web series creators, as you probably imagine, tend to be writers and they get very precious about their scripts. And when we tell them like, hey, this is going to be kind of expensive, they tend to get a little bit bristly. So do you have any advice for, for cutting your darlings to make sure that you can still make something amazing, just maybe not with that greenhouse scene? Just get over it. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm like that too. I get, I'm yeah. very sad to cut things, but at the end of the day, I don't remember what we've mm-hmm. cut. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> Sean and I have been working on a script for the past few months and I get upset whenever we have to cut like a line. Mm-hmm. And now if you ask me anything that we've cut, I would yeah. have no idea. So just know that you will, you will get over it and, and we, it's for the best. <laughs> we will know that we have to do something, that we have to cut something and we'll drag our feet and we will spend all day on our computers trying to figure out any other way to do it and then by the end of the day we've just come to terms with it we've gone through like all the stages of grief Mm -hmm. and then we (laughs) cut it and then yeah two days later we don't remember it so it's fine it works out yeah how do you decide what to cut though what isn't necessary to the plot like if this scene didn't exist would we still know what was going on if this joke wasn't here, is it the best joke we've ever written? Right. Like, or yeah, Probably not. Or in the case of Poe Party, we had that scene at the greenhouse, and that was going to add like another day of shooting because we had to build that scene. So instead of doing that, we just rewrote it to be in a location that we were already using. And so instead of a whole extra day of filming, it took an extra hour. But at the time, like... It felt devastating. It felt devastating because, yeah. like, it was... Sorry, this is getting into the plot stuff of Poe Party. So at the time, like, the greenhouse was important because that's where H.G. died, but then also Annabelle ran through there, mm-hmm. like, when she was mm-hmm. running out. And so that's how you saw on the monitor because H.G. had left the monitor in there. So we had to rework 
we being you guys, had yeah. to rework that whole thing with Lenore bringing the monitor in because yeah. that was very important to like seeing Annabelle's death. Yeah. Um, so it was just like we were so stressed out because mm -hmm. this was two days before we started filming and all of these elements were very integral yeah. to happening in the greenhouse. Right. And so we were like, okay, it how sucked. do we make it work without this mm -hmm. location that we had planned? Mm -hmm. and, and, as, and we did. Yeah, as a writer, you have like a vision of how a scene's going to play out. And we had like vision this like he was going to be behind a glass and we were going to be like knocking on it in it and it was going to be like very cool and romantic looking and then I, I was like oh it's just going to be boring we're going to be in yeah. the same place and we've our been production the whole designer time. was like no we can't He's just like no we can't do and it and we had spent so long writing that and we had lived with it for so long yeah and to be told two days before that we couldn't do it was it was pretty awful, but also we were going to start shooting in two days, and we so had to like, do it. We didn't have a choice. Yeah. Oh, just another thing that was amazing about our AD was that he consolidated the amount of days we needed every actor, which cut money as well. Yeah. So, actors, you know? Yeah. I was actually going to ask about that next is, you know, you guys mentioned you had, what, eight? You said you had 18 cast members in Poe Party? Yeah. Yes. Gilded Lily wasn't a small cast. How many were in that? Uh, Ten. 10? Ten, yeah. Yeah, not a tiny. Uh, but after eighteen, ten feels yeah, like a breeze. Although <laughs> we also had extras in Gilded Lily, which That's we true. did. Given that you guys have such big casts, how much of a nightmare is scheduling? I don't. I, I Poe Party was just entirely blessed by God. Oh. I don't know how it worked out so well. Um, there was one day when one cast member, like the week we were shooting, was like, "Oops." I said I could come this day, and I can't. And I was like, I will murder you. Yeah. You're coming. <laughs> and he ended up coming, so it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. We, we just managed yeah. to work it out. It yeah. was a good time of year because it was right after yeah. pilot season. Yeah. So all but the before, actors like, were travel. in town, yeah. but they weren't going on auditions. Right. And they are just awesome, and they were here and probably, you know, excited that to do something like this. That was our problem with Gilded Lily because people started yeah. to leave for, like, summer vacations. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, no! No, come back! Please come back! I mean, I don't know. We've been lucky. We really care about our friends and casting our friends and stuff, and we kind of put our foot down about that sort of thing because <laughs> yeah. they're... There were a couple times, a couple things on Gilded Lily that were making it a little difficult, especially then because the location was being so difficult, mm -hmm. and that ultimately, like, location wins. Like, you can't, yeah. if you get them on these days, but Joey Richter is out of town those days, like, sorry, Joey, you know. Right. But thankfully, it all it all worked out, yeah. and we really, like, were holding on to the last minute trying to make it all work. Uh, like we said, we did have to recast one character in Gilded Lily, but it ended up being great because Gabe is great and yeah. it all worked out. Yeah. So how do you guys deal with that then? Because you do work with a lot of friends. How do you manage to sort of toe that line between professional and friend, especially when things are getting stressful? Um, oh, it's not a problem. because no. they're, they're all professionals too. Yeah. And everybody works in the industry and, and yeah. understands how this stuff works. So. Right. Patrick, yeah. we recast was not upset no, no he was uh, like he, i he, get it yeah, yeah he told us that his, some of his dates had moved around and he was so apologetic and told us he totally understood if we had to go a different direction and we did and that sucks but um, you know we'll still i'll still reach out to patrick to work right. with him. yeah also we're just like supporting each other mm -hmm. like when we ask each other to work these jobs it's not like getting cast in a commercial it's not going to be a job that's going to like change your life right. But we just love each other and want mm -hmm. to, like, see each other make cool things. And so, like, asking our friends to be in our stuff, everybody is so game in mm -hmm. the same way that, like, when they ask us to be in, like, Wayward Guide, the Tin Can Brothers show. Like, we're all 
yeah. down. Like yeah. we want to help each other. We all like act. Like Joey worked on his birthday. Yeah, right? we yeah. like doing he this. Does like being, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did all this, both of these things, for like no money. Yeah. And it's yeah. so much work. But we love oh, it. We love so. it. Yeah. yeah. So, but what what happens if the people aren't as professional? Do you have obviously not naming names, but do you have stories from even other sets, not ones that you guys have created, with people who are friends outside of it, but you know things aren't going so well on set or during pre production? Do you guys have any tips for that? Nothing on Poe Party or Gilded Lily. Yeah, Thankfully, yeah, I can so say cool, yeah. like total honesty. Yeah. Everyone's amazing, everyone's and we are so true. lucky. And I think if we honestly don't know. I can't think of anybody offhand that that we're friends with who would do something like that. But if I had somebody that I liked that I wanted to work with, but I thought that that could be a problem, I would just wouldn't. We just wouldn't work with them. Yeah. Yeah. What if they asked to be a part of it? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have like friends who are like, oh my gosh, like if you're ever doing auditions, please like let me know. Yeah. We don't really do auditions. (laughs) We just kind of of like cast from our mental. We really like casting. Yeah. I think too, like we've spent, I have at least, we've spent the last few years kind of developing our like community, you know, we have picked these people because we've worked with them for years. Sorry, siren. (laughs) Um, you know, and, like, we know that we have each other's backs. Like, and there have been people, like, you know, that I've worked with in the past that I don't want to work with anymore mm-hmm. because, like, of whatever experience, mm-hmm. you know, I had. So, like, I'm not asking those people to work um, on stuff. Like, we've we've developed this, like, group of, of comrades, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better term, that we, like, like being in the trenches together and, like, we all support each other and, and do really well together. And I think that's really important. And I think if you are trying to, like, start out and be making stuff, like, just yeah. finding your group and, like, finding your tribe and knowing that, like, you might go through some growing pains doing that, like, and it's not that's a bad okay, thing. Yeah. Also, it's nice having people that you know and trust that are going to, you know, come on set and work really hard because we have such a small window to film these scenes and Mm -hmm. sometimes we're doing one take and moving on I would say crew wise like because we don't know those people as well we do now but like when people were being brought on for Poe Party like our wonderful gaffer Devin who are all obsessed with like we didn't know him at the time and so we just got really lucky that like the producers that we worked with and were trusting like they had people that they trusted Mm -hmm. to bring on and everybody was great like we've never had a situation where somebody we had to ask somebody to leave or anything like that and I think um I know on the crew side there was some stuff where like you know a week or two before production they were like actually I can't do these days because they got a a better paying job which totally understand (laughs) and I think then it's important to have another person in charge who's just dealing with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like our producers were they were on it like within a day they had replaced yeah. They had mm-hmm. filled in those days. Because when it gets that close to actual yeah. production, we're, we can't think about that necessarily. If you're going to, I don't know, if I was ever in a position where I was like working with someone who was a friend and it was just like too hard, I just wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Or I'd politely excuse myself. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, because I, life's too short to be do, making the stuff this independent stuff with people you can't work yeah. with because yeah. you'll There's be no doing point. that in the professional yeah. world yeah, one day I was trying and to yeah, get, get to choose I think yeah, yeah work you work with people you see how you work together and if you don't work well together like there's nothing bad about that you're just like okay like we tried yeah, yeah. like yeah maybe I'll try this with somebody else this time and 
it'll hopefully work better. And I feel like we are lucky that we have found each other and all our wonderful people that we like working with and we do all work really well together. Something that's really cool is like, so we worked with all these new people for Poe Party and then a year, a year and a half later, we were on Wayward Guide yeah. with the Tin Can Brothers and a bunch of the crew members were there from yeah, Poe Party. Yeah, Party, yeah. So we've just started building this group of people that everybody trusts and everybody likes working with. Yeah. And that takes time. So uh, do you guys have any advice for being multi-hyphenates? You guys all obviously do a lot of different things on set and as well as acting, which is probably the hardest thing to multitask while doing. Do you guys have any advice for, for balancing that and not completely losing your mind? Uh, I'm, st- I'm I, still trying to figure that out. I feel like... I mean, I don't know. I feel like we do a pretty good job of, of being organized in pre-production so that when we do get on set mm-hmm. and we still have, like, ten different hats to wear, we at least know, like, you know, we have the wardrobe binder. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you know, have the yeah, script that you're... Preparation yeah, preparation for sure so is it, key. It helps. And we're lucky that there's four of us. Yes. I think if there were just two of us, like, it would be harder. Like, there's... We can spread stuff out between us, which is really good. Like, if Sean and Sinead are on set, me and Sarah are in the back, like, putting extras into wardrobe, you know. So that's really helpful. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot sometimes. (laughs) But I like that. I thrive on having a lot to do. It's pretty fun. When you're just an actor on set, it can be pretty boring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At the same time, when you're on set and you've been dealing with a bunch of stuff and putting on fires and all of a sudden you're in front of the camera about to film a scene and you're like, oh wait, oh god. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, you know, I'm saying it like I hate it, but I'm, I'm like all wistful. Yeah. Well, there was that day on Gilded Lily when we were shooting the finale scene, and I was just like, I do not know any of the words I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I wrote them. I do not know them. That and was it was such a hot day, I was too. just I like, yeah, it. I never yeah. got around to memorizing this scene, yeah. and here we are doing it. So yeah. that happens. Yeah. Then I, you just ask for a director that maybe some, they should do somebody else's coverage first. <laughs> yeah. So you have time to memorize your lines. Yeah, yeah it's hardest it's when we're all four in a scene. Yeah. together because then there is no one but at that point you're like whatever yeah, yeah. i'm in, i yeah. can't do it i'm in costume right. i can't do anything yeah. someone else figure it's it fine out. it'll it'll be fine yeah so what about uh work-life balance another community member so amanda asks uh how do you balance pre-production with your you know your day jobs or your survival jobs how do you manage that and and still come out ahead especially when to your what you guys mentioned that you that one of the first things that comes out of the budget is your guys's pay yeah, yeah that's hard. <laughs> not i'm not gonna lie i don't yeah, <laughs> yeah not well. i do not i am a poor person yeah. and i poor. i'm a poor i'm a poor, I'm a poor. <laughs> and Gross. i do not like it and i no. just pray every day for the day that i can quit my day jobs yeah yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, Poe Party was hard because we had to take two weeks off yeah. of our jobs. And pre-production yeah. is like a full-time job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, yeah. when we were doing Poe Party, I had a desk job, and mm-hmm. I'd say every day at work was maybe 30% my job, 40% pre-production stuff, <laughs> 30% fantasy football. <laughs> so you got the work-life balance. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys mind talking about your day jobs, what you guys do, and and how that has helped or hindered your indie stuff? Well, Sarah and I kind of do similar things. We both babysit, and we both work in coffee shops, and that's good because it's very flexible. So, yeah, when I 
ended, I was in the NBC page program, which was like a desk job. After I finished that, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to get a job where I can switch around shifts and like be more flexible. So that, I mean, I feel very lucky that I have flexible jobs at least. Yeah. So then we can go on like tech scouts and we can yeah. go do wardrobe hunting and then also go work a shift. Yeah. But you can't really uh-huh. necessarily do if you have like a typical nine to five. But yeah, it's, it's not super fun. We're kind of just like that typical LA, like, oh yeah, we make money wherever we can. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of jobs. Yep. Yeah, I, I do a lot of freelance stuff. Um, uh, editing, writing, I work for a vacation company and it's all very, I can make my own schedule. For a long time, I've had desk jobs, I've had very strange, weird jobs, and I'd say if you can make your own schedule, that's cool, but if not, I mean, I've been there too, and you just kind of have to stay up. Cool. Okay. So uh, the last thing I want to talk about is mistakes that you guys remember making in the early days that you have learned from and since corrected. I don't know. We're we're very perfect. So (laughs) we did everything right. Um, If there is someone who's kickstarting, perks are always going to cost more than you think it's going to, and to keep money allotted for. Yeah. Don't do t-shirts. Don't do t-shirts. Don't do t- keep things as digital as yes. possible. Yeah. The less things you have to make and send out physically, the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, read everything 7,000 times before mm-hmm. it goes live. We did this and we still messed up on yeah. the Poe Party Kickstarter and ended up giving out uh, oh Skype chats to a level we did not mean to give them out to. Which meant we ended up having like 80 Skype chats to do. <laughs> awesome. And uh, they were very fun. They were great, but (laughs) But we didn't mean to do it. Yeah, the pre-production never ends. Like, we were done with with Poe Party, and we were still doing Kickstarter (laughs) pre-production. Yeah, Yeah. Gilded Lily perks, we were sending out until December when it was released, and we filmed that in July. Yeah. Yeah. What about non-Kickstarter stuff, like during during the process, maybe location stuff, scheduling stuff, casting stuff? People will be happy if there's food. If they're not getting paid a lot... Mm. Having plenty of yeah. food is very important, and food ultimately is not that yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. Also, you can probably so get lunches donated mm-hmm. if yeah. you send enough emails and make yeah. enough phone calls. We did we that did, yeah. multiple yeah. times, yeah. But yeah, also, but if you're doing that, also make sure they're giving you enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some days we yeah. ran out. And like right yeah. now, you get parts after, after, you know, like yeah. be appreciative if mm-hmm. people are giving you things. We're trying to pay ourselves more next time. That's a big one. I think, yeah, our biggest, it's not a mistake, and we, I don't think we would change anything, but I think just that if we're going to put all of our time and efforts into something, we really need to make it be be something that we are able to live off of. Yeah. Yeah. I think if possible, and this is sort of specific to us with Kickstarting, we had such quick turnarounds Mm -hmm. from when we ended our Kickstarter and got our money. I'd like to have much longer for pre-production because mm-hmm. right now for the last two things we've done basically the director and the department heads have met like once or twice mm-hmm. maybe exchanged some emails but it would be nice to have that period of time go a little bit longer so that they can be on the same page for for a few more things all right so any final words of advice especially for people who probably won't have a, a too much kickstarter money if any at all um about how to manage their you know planning process and still make an awesome thing i think everybody thinks like doing period stuff is really hard and really expensive and we have 
not necessarily found that to be the case. I think if you really put a lot of work into it and a lot of thought into it, you mm-hmm. can make a shirt from Goodwill look like it belongs in the 1800s. Yeah. You we know? found a gardening bonnet at Goodwill that was yeah. Jane Austen's hat. Yeah. So. yeah. Mary Kate tacked a ribbon on it and all of a sudden it's 1800s. There so. you go. So <laughs> I think just like really giving yourself the ability to like overcome what you think might be difficult, but also in that like give yourself time and like have the energy to like figure out okay how are we going to do this on a budget like Mm -hmm. it is totally possible it might take a little more time and and whatever but I think it's worth it in the end to make something that's fun and different that maybe not everybody else is doing I guess I don't know find a group of people that you like and trust and want to work with and Mm -hmm. you know yeah, mm-hmm. ultimately, you might really work really hard, and it might turn out to be terrible, so you might as well have a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's really true. That's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah. Also, food and sound. Yeah, food and food sound. sound. Those are the takeaways, yeah. for sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for being here. Uh, where can people find you online? Whoa. You can find Shipwrecked on Instagram, on Twitter, on Tumblr, on YouTube, obviously, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, shipwrecked comedy and and you can find us all on LinkedIn thanks so much for listening remember if you like this podcast please give us a subscribe and a five star review because it makes me feel really good about myself and I'm an artist so that's really important also make sure to check back next week where we talk to Yulene Kwong director and writer and all around amazing filmmaker behind the short film I Ship It the new CW Seed show, I Ship It, and countless others. We talk about running your set, how to direct actors, how to deal with on-set problems, and more. That's it for me, folks. So thanks for listening, and thanks to Anna Eichenhauer, at Queer German Girl on Twitter, for our theme music.